Welcome to the Yellow Family Podcast with Tom and Michael. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. Tom and Michael back for another Yellow Family, the show that, just like Donald Trump, is funny to listen to for a while until you realise he's actually serious. <laughs> That's right, Michael. Two grown adults talking about The Simpsons, amongst other things. We have heard that the show is slowly becoming less about The Simpsons and more about the array of technical blunders on your behalf, but uh, we're sticking it out anyway. Four episodes into Season 2, Tom, joined tonight by Mr Max Steinkamp, by the way. He's a journo and radio person here and an all-round good guy. Michael, notice that we've stopped saying that they're all ground good guys for the last few episodes. Just to clarify here to the listeners that all the past guests on the show for the episodes were good guys. That's right, Tom. Max, you've chosen this week's episode of the week, which is... Season 7, episode 23, Much Apu About Nothing. Tom, one sentence or less, please. The synopsis of this one. Homer helps Apu become an American citizen after all illegal immigrants are forced to leave Springfield. That's right. It's all happening over the next hour here on CN. It's the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. And before we continue, I just want to point out two things our guests, Matt. Max, first of all, welcome. Thank you, thank Um, you. Max has said two very interesting things in the song break for the show. First of all, when we were doing the intro, Max gestured to me and he's like, hey, maybe you should put the intro music a bit louder. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'll explain to you why we're not putting it louder soon. That was a very bad choice. He also (laughs) then said... But but to be fair to me, the intro is a banger and should be played at loudest volume at all times. Oh, absolutely. Except during our show. (laughs) because Because it gives people headaches and also that... This show sounds very difficult to panel, and he commended me on it. Tom, I just want you to be aware of that. Well, it doesn't look like a difficult job. There are a couple of buttons you need to press. Tom, Play speed, and pause. Speed along, that. please. Speed along. <laughs> Michael, last week we had a brand new segment, The Blunders of You. We very, did. Very successful. Looked at a lot of the negative criticisms from listeners of the show. <laughs> look, I, I will defend him, though. As a, as a listener of the show, it is a tough show to panel, and mistakes will be made. Definitely. Thank but- you, Max. It will be, it'll be uh, Michael and Max from now on, <laughs> but go on top. Yeah, part, part of my plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> Look, go, we're going to go back to our roots this week. We're going back to a little segment that we like to call All the writings, true things you sent in. All the writings where we look at who's written in to us on Facebook, um, Twitter, what else have we got? Any <laughs> other method. Any yeah. facts. Any, uh, we'll paper plane. Anything. We'll take a paper plane. But we have had a message in during the week from family member Cameron. Thanks for writing in. One of our... I, I would put this... I would put Cameron's message as the ideal writer in This yeah. is what you want. This is the ideal benchmark. Yeah. If you're thinking of writing in or already have. I'm going to read it out. Cameron's written in, just want to say, guys, I regularly travel between Melbourne and the country a lot for work, and the highlight of my trip is your analysis of these episodes. It helps the long drive home seem a bit quicker. It does. Look, he's saying, <laughs> he's saying what we have known all along and yeah. our parents have known. It's what we know is true. to find it out that somebody else has said it. Cameron, Cammy, thank you very much for writing us in. We do really appreciate hearing Hopefully that. He is listening. If you, if you are listening, yeah, thanks. Write us in at facebook.com slash the yellow family. Um, and if you're thinking of writing something in, think about what Cameron said. He got a shout out on the show. He did a very good message. <laughs> Guys, before we go on to um, hearing about Max's history with The Simpsons, I did have a little gripe. I wanted to raise um, that came up during the week. That's what the show is for, airing your gripes, yeah. mostly. Look, I chatted to a mate, oh, well, not really a mate, a, a guy that I met who was interested in collaborating with me on a project I'm working on at the moment. And he hit me up on Facebook, which I added him on, and, you know, all good there, and we agreed to meet on a certain time and place and work on this project. I then was on Instagram, and he came up in my su- 
suggested people to follow Instagram kind of thing. Okay. In which case, I followed him. There's two ways of following on Instagram. You get the instant approval if the account's on public, and you also get the uh, like re- requested follow if, if the account's on private. Yeah. So he, this particular person's account was on private. I requested the re- the follow, and he accepted it. So they had to approve it. Had to approve it. And see I'll... any of the posts. Yeah. Didn't follow me back. And I wanted to raise this question of social media etiquette here. Tom, any thoughts on that? Obviously, because your account is on public. It is, yes. So he... They must have seen what you were producing. And I think they must have thought, well, this guy's not good enough for me, so they didn't follow me back. That's just my thoughts. Um, Max, how, did you how, have any how thoughts? How professional is this project? How, uh, like, it, it, if, it's like, if this is like a work thing where you're actually going to work towards, like, not have a friendship outside of it, then I'd they think They may not be wanting to follow I'd, I'd you. I think that would be, like, a fair call. Like, like as, much as, it, as much as it stings and would sting me deeply, like, I'd, I don't feel like people have an obligation to follow you back socially. That's interesting, because Max, Michael told me a bit more about this story beforehand, which yeah, might change. I- interesting a bit. stance there, Max, because the person in the story was you. Doesn't follow back. Doesn't follow back. Did I, did I not follow back? <laughs> you didn't follow me back. It really hurt my feelings, and I I couldn't work out why. I think my content is quite good on Instagram. I, I, I thought your content now. was quite good as well. Oh well, <laughs> so there you I'd, go. And I'm going to check this because I do actually. I, Sure, I'd followed you. All right. Well, I but, I forgive you. Okay. We, we'll you, take care of that to, in the song break. Fair, you, you don't have to forgive me because that is like it is a bit of a dick. <laughs> so, Max, welcome to the show. Thank you thank so you, much for thank being you so much here, for having me, especially after I've snubbed you on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> That was the main reason you are on the show. <laughs> I just wanted to air my gripe. But no, Max, thank you so much. Look, I guess at this point in the show, we usually do throw to the guest of the week and just ask a little bit about their history with The Simpsons as a series and why you chose this week's episode of the week, which is much a poo about nothing. The reason I chose this episode is so I always remember it back in, you know, back in the day when you watched it on Channel 10 after the news, it came on at six o'clock every night. I'd see there was a little packet of like tiny little chips. And then... <laughs> you set up. Yeah, I got the set up like at eight. Aged seven, I had it down pat, and I always remembered this episode whenever it would come back on. Like, I could recognise it from the couch intro with the, like, guy walking in with Homer on the rug and then, like, the four faces mounted above That was the, always a goal of mine, to recognise... Recognise them by the intros. As soon as they started. Um, you might find a lot of the couch gags are actually repeated. Yep, a lot. found that very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that was, that was a tough one me. I found when, <laughs> when I discovered that. But I always remembered it just because the first ten minutes of it, I think, are the best ten minutes of animated television of all time. Um, and then on top of that it's also got lots of like real world themes and teaches you about the world and I did end up writing an academic essay with citations for university on this episode Mm. which was yeah another reason that I then also wanted to talk to it about it because there's just so much you can discuss. Absolutely, and and you're definitely right there in the sense that it deals with some more real-world issues, and we'll definitely get to those later. Tom, um, did you want to kick us off with some of your, as always, I call them the basic episode facts? I think they go above basic. Certainly <laughs> you insist on mediocre. the fun facts. Um, fun being, I read these on Wikipedia 15 minutes before the show, and now I'm going to read them out to the listeners. Yep, here they are. Uh, episode first aired May 5th, 1996, written by David Cohen. Uh, he was the executive producer on Futurama, so he and Matt Groening co-created Futurama. He's written a bunch of popular episodes, uh, including Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, Das Bus, which is the Lord of the Flies episode. Another one of my favourites, actually. And written a whole lot of Treehouse of Horror episodes. Yeah. Title is obviously a play on Shakespeare's Much Ado About 
about nothing. The episode was inspired partially from California's Proposition 187, where all of the benefits that illegal immigrants in America were receiving were going to be revoked. And the episode was an exploration of a secondary character, you know, Pooh. Happened a lot in Season 7 and 8. Yeah, and we saw this with Hurricane Nettie, which we did very early on in this series. And this episode revolves around a Pooh sitting a citizenship test so he can pretty much become an American citizen and stay in the US. Yeah, and... Like you kind of raised here, Max, a lot of political matters are being raised here, right, particularly on immigration. Yeah, and then also on just government and the way people deal with that in general. We previously have touched on politics in mm. The Simpsons when we did three. Two Cars in Every Garage and yeah. Three Eyes on Every Fish with <laughs> Rachel as well. There, I think it was more about uh, politics, campaigns, spin doctoring and, and those kind mm. of things, whereas here, again, we're looking at the government, immigration... About policies and, and how policies can affect everybody. Because so many of the individuals in Springfield are affected either directly or non-directly. And some we don't, as we'll find out later, some we don't actually expect to be impacted by this as well. Yeah, some in very funny ways. Guys, there is a lot to chat about in uh, Much Apu About Nothing and we'll be right back after this talking all things about it. It's the Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael. Talking all things much a poo about nothing with our special guest, Max. Michael, do we have an update on the Instagram situation? There uh, was a lot of phone use by both parties. <laughs> look, look I, I have pulled out Instagram. I have confirmed the rumours that I was not following Michael on Instagram. Uh, much to my dismay, I he, get a text from my dad saying, you've been ambushed during the song break. So shout out to my way. dad. Which was the whole idea behind having you on. I can confirm, though, live, you heard it here first, on the Yellow Family, that Max has followed me it's been on resolved. It, the, right, the conflict is resolved. We can continue with the show yeah, because the, we, the, the we, Cold War has finished. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't going to continue if you didn't follow me. <laughs> I did. Tom, please vouch for me that I did say to Max during the song, "Don't worry, that was all a joke. Please it don't was, take." But you did. If he didn't follow you back, there would have been. Some the, kind of there reckoning. Was the, there was the glint in your eyes. It was either, like, we're going to force you to leave or my heart will break. And I'm not sure which one it was. Tom, we are talking uh, Max's episode of the week this week, Macha Poo, about nothing. Do you want to kick us off with another fact about the show? I will. Springfield's actual location in America um, has always been deliberately avoided in the episodes and unknown in the show. And this is made fun of several times throughout the series. It happens again in this episode where Homer tries to point to Springfield on the map for Apu, but Lisa corrects him saying, no, that's nowhere near it. It's over here. And Bart, just right in the right moment, pops his head in to completely cover up the map. Yeah, this happens a lot in the show. In fact, it happens in the Simpsons movie as well, where Flanders is sort of showing Bart the yeah. five states that border Springfield. And, and none, of them are, none of them are near each other. Yeah, they're, they're all very other, dispersed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is quite a long-running gag of the show that I think is really important to note, and there's been so many... I'm pretty sure there was a competition that ran for every city in, in America called Springfield to decide which one's the real Springfield. And I think Matt Groening actually said a few years ago that there was one he had in mind that was the actual Springfield, but I deliberately avoided it because I didn't want the magic to be broken. Yeah. Want, like, you can't have that spell broken. A lot of really good fan theories about which one is the real Springfield, so go look that up. Guys, much appeal about nothing, obviously talking a lot about 
Apu in this episode. One of his first kind of centric episodes, maybe the other big one being where he marries Manjula. Yep. What do we think about Apu as a character? Um, you- well, he's the like most iconic NPC of Springfield in that he, you know, is in the quickie mart. He's always in the background. Yeah, as you said, one of the few episodes he is actually brought to life and we see him as someone with, you know, emotion and depth. And it's, yeah, wonderful that we, you know, get to see, like, he is a stereotype, but there's a bit, like, a little bit more to it than that in that we see him go back to Indy and the flashback of him studying to explore that. Interesting that you say that there's a bit more to him than the stereotype because, Tom, you sort of thought of him as almost purely a stereotype. Yeah, well, like many of the characters in The Simpsons, they're often exaggerated on an, or based, at least based on a stereotype, and normally they'll take that stereotype to an extreme. And you see that in instances, you do see it with Apu when he's working at the Quickie Mart. Represents a typical view of kind of a South Asian Indian man where he works in a convenience store. And yeah, So there's that aspect of it, but I agree with Max, there is a whole other backstory to him. And I think there's a bit of controversy with Apu that maybe we don't really notice because we were young when this was happening, but obviously Hank's voice, Hank Azaria's voice when voicing Apu is a very typical Indian American accent, and it's never really been raised that much how racial stereotypes in The Simpsons are... Could be offensive. Yeah, yeah. and Apu is definitely the, the benchmark of that. Max, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the themes in this episode of, of immigration and such, because I know that you have written extensively about this episode oh, in particular. Well, extensively being one 2,000-word essay yeah. years ago, but I mean... It's 2,000 um, more words than I've written on well, <laughs> true, But I mean, it's like the fact that it was written in, like this show was written and made in 1996, like, and the fact that it's all still relevant, it's I still, find. yeah, so prevalent um, Especially with the elephant in, like, the back of Apu's storeroom being Trump in mm. America at the moment, you know, with the mob mentality that pops up, that that's still, you know, yeah, we, we really see the writers sort of push this idea out. Definitely, uh, as you said, still relevant in modern culture, perhaps in different ways. Yeah, I guess Because in- you see it in the start of the episode, the bear is peacefully strolling through Springfield. Yeah, so it, a bear's the, wandered... The bear is adorable as well. Yeah, he's yeah. just smiling at everybody, sitting down. A really nice touch in this episode is you get a, a brass rendition of the of the Simpsons theme, or a more brass rendition that's really like Teddy Teddy Bear's picnic, and the bear's just chugging along. It's just found its way into the suburbs. It's not harming anybody. All of a sudden, mass hysteria breaks out into Springfield. You look at it at face value, and then you look at it again, and you realise that the bear is quite clearly a representation of... America's view of immigrants. Yes, yeah, it very, very quickly pops out to, you know, to be that impression. And then, you know, like, just as, yeah, like, the bear is absolutely adorable, but then all of a sudden Homer, who's been placid the whole opening, you know, three minutes, then gets completely outraged at the idea of bears being around. <laughs> Scaring and, you know, off his you know, Fla- Flanders has to try and sprint in and, like, jump in through his window, and, you know, there's no time for the secret <laughs> knock. He's got, he's got to get in, and the bear's just sort of sitting there, you know, happy as Larry. <laughs> one of the most... I. I think one of the best quotes in this episode is really close to the start where Ken Brockman's in the helicopter and he, he just said, a bear has wandered its way from the hills to the suburbs coming down in search of food or, or possibly employment, employment. Yeah. right? And So it's just like, in, and in this episode, the bear obviously represents like the immigration, migration of people and the irrational fear of the Americans, which they have of it in a way. Yeah. And then not not only that, but then the, the heavy-handed sort of impact that Mayor Quimby goes after with the, the bear, bear patrol. patrol. Yeah. Um, you got which, a stealth bomber. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, yeah, the stealth bomber is just perfect in the, like, how, how over the top that goes. 
And then, you know, obviously that then leads to the outrage at the bear tax, which <laughs> which is beautiful, beautifully scripted in and of itself. Let the bears pay the bear tax. I'll I pay, pay the, the homeowner's tax. tax. Yeah, I, that's the homeowner's <laughs> tax. I think, um, like, the, the bear tax, again, shows the ignorance of... of all of these people in Springfield, mm. like they want the bears gone, but they don't want to pay a tax for it, and it's just it, it's ridiculous. They don't they don't understand any of these things. This idea of this hysteria at new people, aka bears, coming into the city is so relevant in not just America but Australia now in the climate that we're in at the moment. I think, and that's definitely something that, as you said, Max, has remained relevant after all of these years, and it's so yeah, true. If anything, it's got stronger There's as well. Such a, yeah, 20 years later. Such a heightened sense of xenophobia in those nations that, that's continuing. Apu loves America because he has freedom there. He has, mm. in, in his words, he has the freedom to say, think, or charge what he wants, yeah. <laughs> um, which is another nice little reflection of Apu, because he's really mm. always known for his overpriced goods mm. and out-of-date goods, I guess you could say as well. he came to America to study at, what was it, the Springfield Heights Institute of Technology, yeah. which is a, mm. terribly abbreviated, yeah. if you want to do that. But then he just stayed on because he didn't. He needed to pay off his student loans, so he didn't just mm. leave once he got an education. He wanted to pay off his student loans, do the right thing. So he got a job at the Quickie Mart. One of the ways you see the more deeper side of a poo, because he wants to stay because he's made friends in America, mm. and all of a sudden all those friends are turning against him, mm. which is quite a sad moment. And then not only turning against him, but then turning against him and realising that is with Homer saying, you know, oh, you know what, Apu? I'm really going to miss yeah, you. Yeah, I, I never thought this could affect anyone I liked. Mm. I'm really going to miss you. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, so stupid. It, it's also very in-your-face, which The Simpsons being a kid's show, primarily, like, targeted at kids, especially back then, was, like, just, you know, it really did open your eyes as to it wasn't just a comedy show. It was also, like, it tried to spread its message. A lot of the Americans in the episode, not just Homer, are shown to be ignorant buffoons. Mm. Mo in particular... <laughs> Um, Mo is a very interesting character in this episode because... For a like, number of reasons. He pronounces lots of English words wrong. He refers to them as immigrants, immigrants. Yeah. Um, which is something Rachel pointed out when she was on this show um, talking about politics last time. Later on in the episode, when all the uh, illegal immigrants of Springfield are doing their citizenship test... Mo's there. Yeah, Mo there's all there the, with... the people you'd expect. There's Apu, there's Luigi, the, the Italian guy, Bumblebee Man, Dr. Nick, who happens to be cheating on the test. And then Mo's just there <laughs> disguised with the moustache. Not to mention that Mo is one of the most vocal and active people in in this proposition. Immigrants, I knew it was them. Even yeah. when it was the bears, I knew it was them. <laughs> he's leading this mob. He's one of, Him and Homer are yeah, two of the front like the headquarters the for it. And then more on Homer. He doesn't know anything about America and Apu is constantly correcting, correcting him. him. And, you know, during studying for the immigrant test, it's just, you know, like the, the placard in the back when they're, when they're teaching, which is just Abe Lincoln's hat. That's yeah. all that's on the placard. It's like, this is American history. It's just, just Abe Lincoln's top hat. The flag as well. The flag yes. only has like 47 stars up. He's like, well, it's out of date. It's, yeah. it's not a... Yeah, and the, he knows the exactly stripe. when it is out of date and yeah. why it's that specific number yeah. of stars. The, the 13 stripes is the lucky number, obviously, as, as we all know about America. The icing on the cake for this is the end, when he's doing the final question for the citizenship test and he's asked how the Civil War began. Goes on to an, <laughs> a massive rant about all the legitimate reasons why it happened. And the, the, the instructor's just so disinterested. He just says, 
just say slavery. Slavery it is. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. But like the thing I love about it as well is that when the Simpsons finally, like the Simpson family finally come around to you know liking Apu and really you know wanting him to stay and you know but really being against the proposition, he says, "Oh, that's great, but three of you are underage." And then Homer <laughs> pipes up, guys, "I'm not registered." Yeah. <laughs> just so unhelpful. And that's the funny thing about like citizenship test in this is that. Would any of the Americans be able to actually complete it and pass this test? Absolutely. Nelson mm. thinks that Germans are from Germania, um, <laughs> as he calls Uda. And then one of the best lines in this episode, showing the complete ignorance of not just the Americans, but Apu as well. Like, mm. obviously Apu's made to look smarter in this, but in the end, he just, when he becomes an American citizen, he's as stupid as all of them. When Lisa says, you know, in a way, Apu, all Americans are immigrants except Native Americans, to which Homer responds... Like like me. Yeah. And then Lisa says, no, I meant Indian Americans, to which Apu says, like me. Like me. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, a few other little tidbits to point out here. We haven't yet done a big uh, profile on Mayor Quimby. A lot more of Quimby's antics in this episode. Yes. Quimby, he steals the picnic basket, doesn't he? He does, he does steal the picnic basket, which is like beautiful in just like, you know, saying what Quimby is. Throw back to Yogi there, but yeah. also he's like whiting out documents when you first see him. He's got a jar of white out. Just yeah. like, but, and then, like, his first thought when a mob turns up is just, does the mob have an appointment? Which, thanks to Skinner, they do. <laughs> yeah. Which is one it's of my favourite parts of this episode. Yeah, and of course, but, he shifts the blame on the bear tax to the immigrants, and that's how hmm. this all starts. He's a very. I personally read Quimby as being a little bit more intelligent than the rest of the people in Springfield. Like, he's mm. he's corrupt and he's malicious, but he's he's he, clever and he knows how to sway knows how people. To play them. Mm. Yeah, he's charismatic, I guess. When, you know, Homer doesn't want to pay the bear tax despite, you know, wanting to get rid of all the bears and then also the complete, like, there's no grey with this either because it's either, like, completely the immigrants' problem and we have to get rid of all of them or it's like we have to go full out to get rid of all the bears. It, it's Definitely. such a it's such a trivial thing as well, the bear. And mm. I think it it comes across particularly as a as a child when I saw this episode, it came across as quite wacky. Probably because a bear wandering into the suburbs of Melbourne is not a thing. Oh, no. um, yep. <laughs> but in in like California, I think Tom, you were researching yeah, in the little so research often. you do for this show. Um, <laughs> every so often, a bear would find its way into suburbia and take a bath in a pool. Yeah, and just the news would go crazy about it. And it's such a little, little thing that the entire town goes crazy over. Yeah, like the media play a big part of that, and we see Kent Brockman doing the live coverage with the helicopter cross. Yeah, of, uh, you know, the interestingly, not Artie Pie in the sky; it's Kent in the mm. helicopter. <laughs> but yeah, like. Kent really sort of brings that across by, you know, saying... He's come and, to take your job. Yes, like. for 24. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, so so blatant, which That's... I find is really interesting as well. It's just a slight comment yeah, on the that... media's role in, in this Definitely. sort of hype yeah. and fear. That is a very well-timed comedic point of the episode <laughs> where Homer makes quite a big inspiration yeah, about voting... Yes on... No, no writing no, no yeah. on Proposition uh, 24, 24, which is the proposition to ban all the immigrants. And it looks um, like it's got all the big players in the mob. There's quite there. a good there's quite a good montage, right, where everyone's doing wacky ways of voting and, and then... Blowing out a candle. Yeah, the, and the toilets. Dropping a marble. <laughs> and then immediately um, Brockman goes, an overwhelming yes on Proposition 24. <laughs> of course, the only immigrant Democracy that... doesn't work. The only immigrant that ends up being deported is Willie in the end, mm. who of course shows up in all the 
other episodes anyway because of the Simpsons' <laughs> notorious does. floating timeline. Guys, that's our discussion on much a poo about nothing. A very, very nice commentary, I think, on social states and immigration and a lot of political issues. But we'll be back counting down our top three moments from the episode straight after this. <laughs> The Yellow Family here with Tom and Michael. Uh, Before we continue, we have had a write-in. This is from Twitter. She says, The Yellow Family has revealed a new way to get a follow back on Instagram. Invite them on radio and publicly shame them (laughs) until they cave. Thanks for writing us in. Best way to do it. Also the easiest. It it, it does work. We've proven it works. 100% 100 success rate. Guys, before we continue, I did have another gripe that and quite a personal one, and I wanted to voice it on the show because it does relate to the show. You do have an increasing amount of gripes. I know. <laughs> I really, I'm a big fan of the gripe of using this show to air my gripes. Tom, Max, as a single man, I do find myself from time to time rummaging through the Tinder. Rummaging is the right word for it. Um, um, occasionally is the wrong word for it. You're constantly <laughs> on it. Um, I think you're on the song break, you had a couple of swipes. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Now, now are, are you going to shame one of us in the room for not matching? No, <laughs> no, just, just, not can we get that quite. Out of the way? But look, the other week I was doing my usual Tinder game, just my usual swipe. Yeah, I know your game. You swipe right more than left. You take him out for coffee, see what happens. But no, continue. Thanks. Continue story. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, and it was quite a jarring experience. Uh, ex girlfriend, an ex girlfriend of mine pops up on the screen. One of your many, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Must be up to about 50 now. <laughs> Thanks for helping me look cool on the radio. Just to make you sound cool. On yeah. The- <laughs> and look, I clicked on her profile, looked through some of her pictures. Looks like she's doing well, which is good. I'm glad to see that. It's Haven't always seen good that they're going well after you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. And I don't know, you don't use Tinder, do you? No, I'm not allowed on Tinder. Yeah. So... Not because my mum doesn't allow me or she's forbidden it. It's because I have a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on Tinder, you get, uh, I guess you've got mutual interests with the person that you've matched with or that you're seeing on Tinder, right? So... Based on... Do you... It's based on your, your Facebook mutual? likes. Okay. So, for example, oh, Michael likes... PlayStation 2. Oh, Jeanette <laughs> likes PlayStation 2. Well... Match made in heaven. Yeah, Go absolutely, right? So I'm looking through one of my ex-girlfriend's <laughs> Tinder pages. One mutual interest. Just to be perfectly frank, no wonder it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what it was, though? It wasn't PlayStation, was it? Sure, you can talk a while about PlayStation, but it can only get you so far. <laughs> the Yellow Family. Oh, well, personally, fantastic mutual interest can, to have. Can we give her a shout-out? <laughs> But you've, oh, you've messed up here, because she obviously listens to the show. Well, I'm not you've sure. her on it. Very good show to listen to. Just funny. I just thought it was funny that was our only mutual interest. <laughs> we do do a segment on this show. Max, you are a listener of this I show. I am a listener. Do you Every, want to int- everyone should be a listener. <laughs> do you, thank um, you. That's very kind of you. Do well, you want to introduce this the next segment? This is obviously the top three. Rather self-explanatory, really well-named. It is self-explanatory. <laughs> so let's let our sweeper explain it. And darling, I will... Be counting down the top three moments from this week's episode. Really, we should just get Max to do it every week because it is very, it is very self-explanatory. Although I don't, I, I wouldn't win as many Grammys as you will with that sweeper. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Saw you singing along. One, one thing that isn't explanatory from the sweeper 
is that we don't just do the top three, do no, we? No, it's quite hidden that yeah. we do throw in some honourable mentions from the episode. We do do those. Let's dive straight into those now. A large bear-like animal, most likely a bear, has wandered down from the hills in search of food or perhaps employment. You want wild bears eating your children and scaring away your salmon, that's your business. Let the bears pay the bear tax. I pay the homer tax. That's the homeowner tax. You want to pick on immigrants? Then pick on Willie. Willie, please. The children want to pick on someone their own size. The Simpson story begins back in the old country. I forget which one exactly. That's where we're going to live. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday. Later that day, we set sail for America. I never stopped to think it might affect someone I cared about. You know what, Apu? I am really, really going to miss you. Let's take a relaxed attitude toward work and watch the baseball match. The Nye Mets are my favorite squadron. Who needs the infinite compassion of Ganesha when I've got Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman staring at me from Entertainment Weekly with their dead eyes? His passport is a cheap forgery. A cheap $2,000 forgery. All right. Now you've got all the Simpsons behind you, Apu. That's nice, although three of you are below voting age. And I'm not registered. The government don't control the sky. What if you lived in a balloon? Why does the American flag have precisely 47 stars? Because this particular flag is ridiculously out of date. You know, Apu, in a way, all Americans are immigrants, except Native Americans. Yeah, Native Americans like us. No, I mean American Indians. Like me. Hi, everyone. If I could just say a few words, I'd be a better public speaker. Lots of very good moments there. Max, any standouts for you? Um, oh, I love the Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman <laughs> gag of just, like, staring back at me with their dead eyes. How he it's starts just, crying midway through, almost. It's, just, it's so beautiful and so well done. Tom? But, oh, I've got to... There's the way Grandpa Simpson says, Balloon! is <laughs> just perfect. And Homer's speech. I could say a few words. I'd be a better public speaker. Which it's you just, and I regularly reaction, use at parties, don't we? The reaction from Bart just banging the table. <laughs> just quickly, I love the quote, and I regret not putting it in the top three now, but I love the one where Grandpa's dad goes, maybe not today, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, not tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> but someday. Later that day, we were... Perfectly done. <laughs> Guys, it's not um, about the honourable mention. Shall we dive if, into the top if, three? If, oh, just very quickly, if yeah. I can also give this episode, because not only are all of those brilliant, but this episode also gives us two iconic... Simpsons paraphernalia style things, and that it's the Frinkiac makes its yes, first appearance in this episode. Computer. The huge computer Just, with Professor um, Frink, yeah, Professor Frink um, has built, and then you know is obviously now the giant collection of like images the online. The place we all go. The place we all go all the time, and then also the "Think of the Children" quote. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's from this one. Which is from this one, guys. We got to dive into the top three. Number three. Here are your fraudulent documents, Mr. Nahasapima Pedalan, your U.S. passport, social security card, birth certificate, and your death certificate. Just hold on to that one in your safe deposit box. Representative the, of the entire Fat Tony scene, which I love, and I I should have put in the one where I think it's like Helen and Judy Nahasapima... I don't know, what, <laughs> yeah, what are yeah, his, his Herb parents? And Herb and Judy <laughs> Nahasapima Pedalan. Great delivery from Fat Tony there, as always. Number two? Yep, keep yep. going. Number two... By your logic, I could claim that this rock keeps tigers away. Oh, how does it work? It doesn't work. Uh-huh. It's just a stupid rock. Uh-huh. But I don't see any tigers around here, do you? 
Lisa, I want to buy your rock. Another that very good quote. Just the ignorance it's, just, it's just so, so beautiful. And it's I love just, Lisa's logic. Like, no, like, she's such money. a good thinker. But then not only like does she, like, she's just so over it, but she takes the money anyway. She's just like, I, I, you know what, just give me the money. Just take, she takes advantage rock. of him, doesn't he? She, she does. Um, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, the number one moment from Much Apu About Nothing. Let's just play it. Let's do it. Number one. Hello, Selma. Selma, my dear, how are you? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, shut up for a second. How would you like to marry Apu so he doesn't get deported? I'd rather eat poison. My name's already Selma Bouvier Twillager Hutz McClure. God knows it's long enough without Mahasapetapita whatever. <laughs> I, like, um... Uh, Homer, first of all, Homer pretending to be nice shut to up. Selma and then going, listen, shut up for a second. Also and- tell Selma, somewhere along the line, married Lionel Hutz for a brief moment. That's not an episode, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, and and the way she says, whatever it is. Guys, those are our top three moments from Much Apu About Nothing. Let us know your top three moments or any moment we missed by messaging us in at facebook.com slash the Yellow Family or next week's Halloween and we're doing our Halloween special. So message us in your favourite Halloween segments, moments from the Halloween episodes. we got to go to a song now, but we'll be back straight after this with a brand new rendition of Where Is That Dub? did launch a new segment on the show last week. We have. We brought it back again for this week. Yeah, because it did all right. did all right. Better than some of our segments. Yeah. Um, Worse than some others. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little segment that we like to call... Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, below the equator or above. The Simpsons got me, got me questioning, where is that dub? Basically, from what country does this translated Simpsons moment come from? Is what we're asking. It's where is that dub? Definitely, so um, there are many layers to that sweeper. We spent a very long time recording One that. Of, um, yeah, more in depth sweeps. The, the auto tune on it is, and I've never said this about the auto tune before, but the auto tune is beautiful on it. Thank you. Um, minimal auto tune. You'd be surprised to know there's no auto tune. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a setter. very good compliment. <laughs> Max, Tom, you're on a team. This is how the game works. I present to you a classic Simpsons moment. I then play the same moment in a completely different language. Your job: tell me the language, or in the vein of the segment, tell me where is that dub. Okay, I I have watched The Simpsons in French, so I feel like I've got a leg up here. Interesting. If you get the right answer, you will hear this sound. I feel like like there will be a French one, and they're going to get it wrong. (laughs) If if you get the wrong answer, you'll hear this sound. No, you idiot. How'd you get that wrong? Oh, you're such an idiot. No stakes to the game, so we do have to belittle the guest and Tom to make sure... Yeah, it's only fair. So, guys, here is your first Simpsons moment. Take a listen to this classic Simpsons song. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. Monterey. What's it called? Monterey. Once again. Monterey. That's it there. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Tom was singing it down. Here's the same moment in a different language. Y'a pas mieux que moyen de transport. Levez les mains et criez fort. Comment ça s'appelle? That was it there. Oh. Where's that dub? That one's French. Oh, interesting Is choice it? there. I'm going on Max. So you, do you want to lock in French right off the bat? He seemed yeah. very yeah, confident. On Sapelle is, I'm pretty sure, is French. You've got it oh, right, guys. Okay, Good work. Go. If I'd got that wrong... Yeah, that would have been very embarrassing. We will move into the second one here. Take a listen to the intro of another very popular Simpsons song. Are you sure you want to go through with this, sir? You do have a very full wardrobe as it is. Yes, but not completely full. 
Now take a listen to the same moment in a different language. Seguro que quiere seguir con esto. Ya tiene un guardarropa bastante completo, señor. Sí, pero no totalmente completo. Very oh, interesting language. Señor, señor is it's a bit of a giveaway. It. <laughs> <laughs> Takes away Japanese and Chinese <laughs> with señor. Yeah, I don't um, think it's Swahili, just quietly. <laughs> um, Spanish? Yeah, yeah, that would we'll be Spanish. Locking in Spanish? Si, si, señor. Correct. Good work, guys. So you have won it. This game is evidently a lot easier than we initially <laughs> thought it would be. Two in a row for me. Yeah. Well, see if you can get three for three like they did last week. So here yeah. is a very popular song from the Simpsons movie. How did the pig tracks get on the ceiling? Spider pig, spider pig. Does whatever a spider pig does. The exact same moment now in a different language. And I might just add both of the voice actors for Marge and Homer there are fantastic. Marge is on point. Homer is just so radically different. I think Marge's voice in all the dubs I've heard so far are just frightening in a way. <laughs> Guys, where is that dub? Is it, it's like Dutch or I've German got, or something? I've forgotten it already. He did do a German one. <laughs> it's like Speederlig is like, it sounds Dutchy. He did a German one last week. Okay, well, it so won't be German. It so be German. Should we lock in, like, do you want to go Dutch? Okay. You lock in, in Dutch. You're locking in Dutch. Interesting yeah. answer there, guys, because the answer is. No, you idiot. How'd you get that wrong? Oh, you're such an idiot. There you go. That was actually that was actually Swedish. Um, oh. There is a Swedish dub of The Simpsons. That wraps up another edition of Where Is That Dub? I might add, these are very, very difficult to track down. So the, the future of this segment is currently uncertain. We will try to get Depending it back. Depending on what you can find. Guys, yeah. we'll be back straight after this, wrapping up the show. We were meant to play a very long song, but we are a bit short on time, so we're going to go into a song that I did say to Tom we're never going to play on our show. But this might <laughs> give away the theme of the week. It's Love Story from Taylor Swift. It's The Yellow Family with Tom and Michael. Two songs I promised I would never play on this show. That was one of them. The other is Green Day's Time of Your Life. One down. Yeah, um, tune in next week. <laughs> now, we do have the song theme game, and I we understood that the podcasters couldn't play the game but always heard about it. So here are the songs from this week. Ophelia by The Lumineers. Play It Out by DMAs. Play With Fire from Vance Joy. Love Story from Taylor Swift, of course, and the Check Yes Juliet song <laughs> by that band that no one likes. What was the theme? So if you're listening on the podcast, pause it. Yeah. For about, if you want to have a think for have five think. seconds. All right. I think it's... Is it Shakespeare to do with the theme title? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> exactly Tom, right. They're not much. that hard. We struggled for a long time to this, find enough songs for that. This was the <laughs> hardest theme we've ever had to do because we were was, like, is it... Because it was originally songs that have play in it. It then was like, no, there we'll just many. do the yeah. wider theme of Shakespeare. I refused to put Taylor Swift or the Check Yes Juliet song in, but I then we came. I supported both very heavily. <laughs> um, Max, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Did you want to plug any of your work or um, shout-outs to anyone. Before I plug my work, I, do, I did get a text in from my mum saying that she was unhappy that my dad got a shout-out. So, <laughs> mum, hi, I'm on the radio again. Also, j- um, just to interrupt your plug here, we have had a tweet in from Jake who says, Blasphemy, Check Yes Juliet is a banger. Rude of you. <laughs> Specifically referring to me. Sorry, go yeah, on. That's right. <laughs> I did on, say that as we went off air and you shot me a dirty look as well. <laughs> so, I'm with you, Jake. Um, all right, so I'd 
like I'll plug Panorama. That's the show I've been on for a while. I haven't been on it in a in a little while, but that's the show I'm affiliated with. Um, I might be on on Friday at four o'clock, so tune in if you like the sound of my voice, which, by the way, no one does. But <laughs> and you might get to hear it then, but maybe not. Indeed, we might play more Tea Swizzle. <laughs> that's um, a promise. Tom, please, the four one one for next week. A very special episode. Here it is. Next week we'll be joined by David. He's an actor who has been in some shows and a couple of ads. Try to guess which ones. Very <laughs> difficult challenge. <laughs> Um, next week also happens to be Halloween, so our advice to you is don't tune in, uh, because next week episode is Yellow Family's Halloween Spooktacular. It's going to be re- look really scary. Yeah. We're going to be looking at a bunch of Treehouse of Horror episodes, the specials in those, but if you don't think you're going to be scared, tune in next week if you like Halloween, trick-or-treating, uh, by extension lollies and receiving candy from strangers, and just being scared. But do tune in, because it is not going to be that scary, and... That is about all we've got time for on the show tonight. I always check that the outro music is not too loud at this point because we want no headaches from anyone. Um, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the yellow family for anything you may have missed. The podcast will be up shortly. You can catch us on iTunes or any good podcasting app. Just search the yellow family. Also Google us or tweet us at the yellow family. If you enjoy the show, and we do say this every week, Please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, it really helps us out and like the page as well. Um, we love five-star reviews, don't love we, Tom? They're the best. Remember what we said about Cameron at the start of the show. Very, very good <laughs> review. Cameron. Cameron, leave that as a review on the podcast. We do not accept <laughs> one or two-star reviews. It's just but a general rule we have. It's a rule with the show. We've discussed it with iTunes. They're fine with it. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Yellow Family with Tom and Michael tonight. Have a fantastic evening. 